Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. Michael, are you in the Christmas spirit yet? I'm getting there. Trees up. Nice. Any other decorations? No, no. Just uh, boxes everywhere. A little shopping. We love Amazon. I think uh, they are the winner of the pandemic. There you go. They they just might be the winner of the pandemic. How about you? Yeah, we got the Christmas tree up. We uh, put up the outdoor decorations looking very festive. Uh, I know I'm getting close to Christmas. Sat down with my wife the other night. We watched the colorized version of A Wonderful Life. I know that's, uh, you know, it's not pure. We do have the black and white. We decided let's try the colorized version. Uh, Starting to get there, starting to feel there. But we're not talking about A Wonderful Life today. No, we're going to talk about a Christmas movie. Some believe it's not. I think you and I both believe it is a Christmas movie. Today we're going to talk about Die Hard. Now, for those who don't believe it's a Christmas movie, this would be your strongest defense. The movie was released on July 15th, 1988. Middle of the summer, middle of the summer movie craze. What do you think, Michael? Uh, I was just getting ready for seventh grade. I was ready. Yeah, there you go. Of course, I wouldn't have been allowed to watch this at that point. (laughs) In seventh grade? It is a little bit of a R movie. Yes, and... Mostly because of language. There's a lot of colorful use of language and explosions and, well, (laughs) murder, death, kill, to quote Sylvester Stallone. Nice nice reference. There you go. Directed by John T. McTiernan. Now, the star of the movie, by far and away, is Bruce Willis, who plays John McClane, an NYPD officer who is going out to California to try to reconcile with Holly Gennaro McLean, his estranged wife, who's played by Bonnie Bedelia. Now, let's little give little little trivia first for John McLean, played by Bruce Willis. Yeah, he's a Jersey guy. Yeah. <laughs> Your kind of guy. He's my kind of guy. He's from Southern New Jersey. And he didn't want to move out to California with his wife. Gee, oh, I wonder why. Go figure. Well, you know, Bruce Willis though, Jersey guy. Lutheran, here's your little trivia back in the day, was baptized at St. John Lutheran Church in Bridgeton, New Jersey. There you you go. You could see Delaware from there, by the way. That's how far south it is. But let's go on. Rest of the cast was Bonnie uh, Bedelia. Um, We've seen her in a couple of things, but, you know, she was in the old Bonanza and was a love interest of Michael Landon for the television folk out there. Uh, Another main character was Sergeant Al Powell, played by Reginald Vell Johnson from Family Matters. He was the dad. I don't know know how you go from Die Hard to Family Matters. He he basically replaced Bill Cosby on the uh, sitcoms. He sort of did. He really and truly did. Uh, Hans Gruber, the the uber villain in this, played by Alan Rickman. Let's, Let's face it. Severus Snape from Harry Potter mm-hmm. is the villain in Die Hard. This is where he got to start. Maybe this was his uh, 
way into that role. They said, hey, we want the guy from Die Hard. That could be. I, I doubt it, but sure. you never know. Maybe. And then I know your favorite from the movie was Carl Vrosky. I love Carl. Played by Alexander Gudinov, who was a ballerina from the Bolshoi Ballet. <laughs> he was the orchestra director in Money Pit, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's Well, maybe we'll have to do yes. that one down the road. And you know what's funny... Uh, about that character, this is the man filled with hate-filled vengeance oh, yeah. in the movie. So, yeah. well, let's get to the movie a little bit. Now, so with the backdrop of it is, it's Christmas time, John McClane flying out to California, trying to reconcile at Christmas time with his dear wife, Holly. Uh, he goes to her place of employment, the Nakatomi Plaza building. There he's going to meet up with her. But there's one small problem. Hans Gruber and his crew are trying to pull off a Christmas heist. They have hostages. They're trying to steal what amounts to $600 million in bearer bonds. Is it sad that $600 million doesn't feel like... It reminds me of that scene from Austin Powers when he says $1 million, and they all look at him like... And they laugh. <laughs> That's it. You and then know, he goes to one, one billion. billion trillion so, dollars. I know in 1988, they're like 600 million. We're like, wait yeah. a second, this is 2020. That's now we're kind of thinking, isn't billions. that LeBron James's uh, recent <laughs> contract. contract upgrade with the LA Lakers? It's really kind of sad. Well, Mahomes just got the $500 million contract. This is true in the <laughs> NFL. So I guess it isn't a little that dated. Much. But in 1988, this yes. was a bucket of cash. So. This, the movie opens up, the heist is going on, Holly is, of course, one of the hostages, John McClane walks into this, into this whole mess, and nobody really knows that John McClane is a good guy. Uh, eventually, the police on the outside don't know it, really until the end of the movie. Al does. Yeah, Al does, and we'll get to Al yeah. in a little bit, but right away, he is caught in the midst of a mess. So... Uh, the one scene I'd love for us to just talk a little bit about is uh, on YouTube. It's called Welcome to the Party. Uh, and John McClane is trying to let Al know, the police officer know outside, that he's a good guy trying to break up this heist, this hostage situation and the like. And in order to get his attention and draw him into the conflict, uh, this person that John McClane kills, one of the bad guys, he tosses out the window, and he lands on Al's police cruiser, comes crashing through the car window, and Al is like, throws the car into reverse, and, you know, guns the pedal, top speed backwards, you know, freaking, freaking out. out a little bit. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, freaking he's freaking out, out the whole way, and what is what does John McClane say? It's one of those great one-liners. Welcome to the party. It's such a great line, you know? It's like, now all of a sudden, Al is drawn into the mess well and, and even where john's at i mean when he gets there the first person he asks uh, how long are you gonna be here he goes i don't know you know he's trying to reconcile he doesn't know how long he's gonna be there he yeah. shows up the the guy at his his wife's work was doing cocaine i believe right away he's uncomfortable he doesn't know anybody and they leave to go do some little hobnobbing saying hi and he's left to clean up yeah and now all of a sudden everything's gone crazy and he goes into, into police cop mode yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes into superhero so, mode. And how do we get help? And how do we get help when the person outside doesn't know it's help? You know, it reminds me of the, the prophet Joel. It's chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. 
It says, blow a trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. And sometimes you got to blow the trumpet. Let people know something's going on. Now, in John McClain's case, really couldn't do that. He's caught in this moment where he's on the inside of a major heist, trying to rescue Holly, save hostages, break up this potential thievery that's going on. And there's no way to just pick up the phone and call the police on the outside because they've cut all the communications and the like. So I guess tossing a dead body out a window onto a police cruiser could accomplish that. That got the attention. Got the attention. Which leads to the next scene that I'd love for us to spend a little more time on, which is uh, on YouTube, you can find it. It's Yippie <laughs> Now, we, we really can't go the full full length with this because John McClane adds to it Yippie And you can fill in yeah. the letter M and the letter F as you choose yes. in your imagination. If you have small children, watch this on TV. Yeah, that would be a good yeah. call. It will be sanitized. Now, John McClane finally confronts the supervillain, Hans, uh, over the walkie-talkie. And I love this. Hans uh, goes down the road of the typical American stereotype. He says, you have watched too many movies as a child. You are a swaggering cowboy like John Wayne. That's an excellent accent. Yeah, or Rambo. Calls him <laughs> Rambo. Uh, and what does McLean say? He goes, well, I, he goes, I'm sort of partial to, to Roy, Rogers Roy Rogers and the sequined shirts. You know, he's got a little pizzazz, a little flash. And that's when he drops the line, yippee ki M, <laughs> and fill in your letter F as you I don't so think choose. Roy Rogers said it that way. Yeah, I don't think so either, no. but he definitely stole yippee from, uh, yeah, I gave a little New Jersey to it, which is always good. And what's, what's fascinating in this moment is uh, Hans at first kind of presents himself as a good guy, but he really is a bad guy. John McClane is perceived as a bad guy, but he really is the good guy and trying to save everybody this leads to the confusion that really is the tension throughout the entire movie good versus evil light versus darkness the prophet isaiah would put it this way in chapter 5 verse 20 it's really one of my favorite passages as we look at the world today woe to those who call evil good and good evil who puts darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And that is the tension John McClane is going to be in throughout this whole movie. Because the people the on the outside... Yeah. The FBI, yeah. People mm -hmm. on the outside are just not sure. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Even the one co-worker of Holly's uh, wants him to stop. He tries to buddy up. You know, he gets killed. But, uh, you know, even the people on the inside are questioning what's going on. Mm -hmm. I would tell you, Hans... As the supervillain, he is all around us in the world today. How many things in our world today present themselves as good, but are really bad, are really <laughs> terrible, are really evil? Yeah, or good things that can be used for, for evil. We see that a lot. Well, and then look what's happened. Things that have always been perceptibly good in the world are now being perceived as evil or wrong or bad. I mean, look at the position of the church in which we find ourselves in the world today. How many simply perceive the church as, as an evil or bad institution? And yet, the church is the one ringing the bell. People don't realize Salvation Army is a church, by the way. I, I am always mystified. Most of the programs. 
Yeah. Uh, the gentleman uh, that came in to talk to me yesterday, uh, he basically said, you know, we're the people that they come to when they're having substance abuse problems. They're having this, you know, it's church led. And he said they're getting government money to do it as long as you don't preach that Jesus thing. You know, and it's you like, don't... oh, I don't think it works that way. Hans would say, do not talk about your Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yes. Um, let, let's let's take a little further look into the movie. Probably one of the best scenes in the movie. You know, the, all the Hans brings the hostages up to the roof, and the roof is wired to blow. Yeah, that's what it is. And they're going to mm-hmm. try to rescue the hostages from the roof, but they're going to blow them up, blow up the hostages, blow up the rescue helicopter. The whole thing's going to be a mess. And John McClane is trying to prevent the loss of life. He's trying to stop the bad guys. He's trying to let the police know that he really is the good guy. And this is that great scene as he gets everybody off the roof, firing the gun, everybody's scrambling, the hostages are running to safety, not realizing they are. They think he's the madman. They think he's the crazy guy. Well, and he does tie a fire hose around his waist, and he runs off the top of the building and from the fbi yeah because they're firing at him the good guys are firing at him and he goes swinging through the air and he's busting through the window i mean this is spectacular to the umpth degree what's the name of that scene uh mclean jumps yeah that's That's what it's called on youtube youtube mclean jumps and what's amazing about this scene is that Everybody thinks he's the bad guy at this moment. I mean, the hostages do, the FBI does. Lord knows the bad guys think he's the bad guy because he's creating such chaos. And yet, he still selflessly is willing to sacrifice himself for the well-being of others. He knows the bombs are at the roof. And what does he do? He goes up to the roof to try to get the other people off. You know, he is willing to sacrifice himself to help. And the people cannot see the good that is right in front of them. Mm. You know, great scene. Go to the Gospel of Luke. Jesus is on the cross. Thief on the left, thief on the right, kibitzing about, you know, etern- You know what's going to happen to them. One says, hey, I'm, I belong here. The other one goes, get us down from here. And it's, it's right there in Luke chapter 23. It's verse 34. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And and that's really where John McClane is at at this moment. I I love uh, Max Lucado's. Uh, um, no wonder they call him the Savior. Mm-hmm. Where he says, you know, of anybody that had the ability to get revenge, to want to fight, you know, I mean, here he is. All the people that have been waving palm branches, worshiping him, now putting him on the cross, saying all these evil things. And he says, forgive them. It's incredible. It shows the love he has, not seeking revenge, you know. And and that's that selflessness that I I refer to John McClane as Jesus. But he's willing to sacrifice his life here. Well, and that's what he does. And when he jumps off that building with the fire hose around his waist... And he uses the gun, he shoots the window, he busts through the window, and it's that great moment. He's like, he's safe, and then he goes, uh-oh, as the as the hose reel goes flying, <laughs> flying by the window down, is. and uh, he has to cut himself free so he doesn't get pulled out the top floor window great scene. Uh, to his death. Which really leads to, uh, to me, the, the conclusion of the movie, the climax of the movie, which is, uh, in YouTube world, 
called Happy Trails Hans. It's another great one-liner at John McClane. As he and Hans are finally locked in kind of mortal combat here, and McClane is going to win the day, and as Hans is, uh, uh, you know, confronting John McClane, he throws his own words back at him. He goes, you know, yippee to McClane, and McClane is laughing at him because, well, he's got two guns taped to his back, you know, with duct tape. Always got to have a roll of duct tape gotta in a movie like this. Got to have the duct tape. I think it was tape. Christmas tape because, again, this is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. And he pulls the guns, he beats the bad guys, kills the bad guys, and he shoots Hans, he saves Holly. Hans is going out the window. Isn't that that great scene? That Al, you know, the uh, Severus Snape, Alan Brickman, looking up. He's got a hold of Holly. He's got a hold of Holly. Mm -hmm. He breaks free. He's He's falling to his death. And what does John McClane say? Happy trails, Hans. Yeah, when he when he gets him off of Holly. I wish I could say That's it his way. One. Happy trails, Hans. You know, as he's going <laughs> down. And you know, it's funny, he he kind you know, it's funny how the bad guy uses the words of John McClane to kind of throw it back in his face. Mm-hmm. And that happens in the world today. Again, light, darkness, good, evil. They lo- the evil loves to take the good and corrupt it, loves to take the light and make it dark. And and that's exactly what Hans does in this moment. He's taking the kind of the the playful fun line of John McClane, yippee Kaye, and he's throwing it back in his face in a very, you know, kind of disrespectful way. It's not unlike the devil in the wilderness with Jesus, Luke chapter four, throwing mm. the word of God into Jesus' face and He's saying, scripture. yeah, here you go, buddy. Yeah. You know, you're the son of God. Well, this is what the word says, so why aren't you doing it? And you know, of course, Jesus, what does he do? He answers with a deeper understanding of the Word of God. Uh, in a real in a real funny way, here we go back to, uh, you know, his Roy Rogers thing, you know, Happy Trails. You know, it's the old Happy Trails song uh, that Roy Rogers sang. And he throws those words right, right back at him. at him. You know, takes the word, throws well, a deeper word. You know, I got thinking about this, too. One of the things that makes this movie so great is you think it's over. Everybody's down. The police are there. They got blankets on. And my boy comes back up. Now, let's be honest. Carl could have left. Yeah. Nobody anytime. knew Carl was still living. Carl should have been dead. Yeah. Of course, he's Carl. And what's he do? He comes out. All he wants is John McClane dead. He could have left. He mm-hmm. could have saved himself. He knows he's not going to get away at that point. It was still... It, it's a great scene again. Because you think it's over. Oh, it's all happy. Yeah. You get to come back. So, boom. There he comes is. Carl. There's Carl. And, uh, of course, Al. Al saves the day. You know, the... The dad, the police officer, the overweight, the Twinkie-eaten police officer. Yeah, very much. What can we say? It's the best episode of Family Matters ever. (laughs) All we're missing is Urkel, right? That's 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 it. It's the best episode ever. Which really leads us to today's question. So, in today's culture, we struggle with evil being counted as good and good being considered evil. So how do you reposition people's thinking regarding good and evil to get it back to where it needs to be? How are you a representative of the light of Jesus in our ever-growing dark world? How do we allow the light to shine in the darkness? That, I think, is really the question that we need to leave people with today. Yeah, something to ponder. Absolutely. And, alas, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. (laughs) 
So, we want to thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema. Next week, we will be joining you with all the people from TBS and TNT on Christmas Day as we look at the uber-ultimate Christmas movie, A Christmas Story, and you will shoot your eye out. (laughs) Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.